And I know that this is a late curveball, but also if you want the best mentoring out there that you can get, you're going to open up your internet browser. You're going to go to www.asheshq.com. You're going to hit favorite on there. You're going to click on all the creators that are going to be listed on there and subscribe to their YouTube channels. And you're going to watch their damn videos that tell you how to play the game. That's fucking <laughs> awesome, dude. That was beautiful. And it's also like 100% true because that's definitely a hard focus there. But beautiful. Well done, dude. That was completely unplanned. Holy shit. Yeah, he's taking my job. <laughs> East, man. I don't know what to say, dude. I tell you, you want a job? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're always never mind i've got a good team i'm happy but you guys looking around him the pathfinder knew their pledge would be one of endurance he looked to his fellow pathfinders these cinderborn champions of sanctus thought to himself we are to persevere the test before us then we must hold true to our oaths and our dedication to the gods we must rise to each challenge and endure the great tests of our age to endure the coming challenges and strife this is our pledge and we must stay the course welcome to ashes pathfinders your dedicated and trusted ashes of creation podcast join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left ascender. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as the Morgan. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. And welcome back once again, our favorite Faisal. Greetings. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, Half Tilt, man. How you doing? I'm good, good. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. We got a full cast. We got a special guest today. Um, I don't know how he wants to introduce himself, but Eastgruth is here. How you doing, man? Uh, editor is here thank you for having me on the podcast <laughs> yes yes so when i talk about my editor this would be the editor and when i talk about you know i don't know the long rendering process i mean this is kind of a <laughs> this is kind of a bit of an announcement because we talked about how the ashes pathfinder chronicles uh chapter one was going to be released today um i'm afraid it's a little delayed but not because of um not because the production wasn't ready. It was just like the rendering process is taking forever. So, yeah, alas. Do we want to tell them how long it's been? No, I don't know, man. Do we? Do we? It's got about 60 hours left, according <laughs> to this, and it's been going for 20 hours already. <laughs> so, oh, there's got to be a better way. We've got to figure out. That was so unexpected. This, yes. Now, since you're Sims editor what dark secrets can you uh, tell oh, us about his dark <laughs> oh i'll give a really nice big juicy one all right in each of these edits that i do i have to edit out the dead noise or the ums or the rights or the yeah. well or the ands <laughs> and the cuts come out to roughly about i want to say just under a thousand Oof. i have work to do on presentation but it's a process <laughs> Look, yeah, we've done a lot of work and yeah, cutting have. is super easy. Yeah. It's super easy. It's been a it's been a hell of a process, man. The journey for what? How long have we been doing this? Kind of working together now? Like almost a year now. Almost yeah, a year. I think man. I started in mm -hmm. July. Yeah. It's been a hell of a it's been a hell of a journey, man. I think I would say we definitely both have learned a lot and like fine-tuned the craft and the process. And this is important though, you see, because it means that the process and the craft has been refined. And as we get into alpha, we're ready. We're freaking ready, man. Mm -hmm. 
I know, I know, I, I know I'm speaking for East too, because I think we're both like ready to get into it. Just let's, let's go right now. Yeah, we just need to make a bunch of content so that we have any and all that we can use. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And uh, before we get dug in too far today, my friends, we want to give a big shout out to asheshq.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all the Imperial Flames, which are all of you beautiful people who support us here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thanks for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week, friends. And also, we do not have any call-ins today, but if you want to leave a call-in message, you can do that at one 539 If you enjoy the show, please do consider going over to iTunes, giving us a five-star review, leaving us a comment. And if you leave us one, guess what? We'll read it on the show live. Um, also, you can send some mail to the mailbag over at ashespathfinders at gmail.com. And our Pathfinder Grunt will get that to us sometime. We'll read that on the show, too. Um, so a couple quick announcements. Um, one... Ashes Pathfinder Chronicles Chapter 1 is going to uh, be released sometime here in the near future, probably the next couple days, more than likely, um, hopefully sooner than that. Um, but at the process, we're waiting on it to render out at this point in time. Um, but Chapter 1, Take the Oath, will be the official first chapter to the Chronicles. We already had the prelude episode, gave you kind of an idea. Um, really hoping you all are going to enjoy this one. Um, also, um, APOC logs, we got some more of those that are going to be in the works. Expect, I think, roughly two more before we hit Alpha 1. Um, that should give us a really nice um, chunk of lore from the Apocalypse and the origin story and all that that'll be up on the channel. Um, also, Ashes HQ, I know I've mentioned this before, Ashes HQ team recruitment. I'll be starting that this week, so look for it on Ashes HQ's Twitter or at um, Ashes, HQ, at Ashes HQ on Twitter. Um, you can follow there if you don't already. That's going to be where you see all the posts from the website and all the creators that help to curate the content on said website. Um, so watch socials this week. Um, let's dig in, friends. We've got the creative director's letter. I think that's the first and foremost one to jump into today. Um, gentlemen, I think in no particular order here, we got a full cast today, but let's just jump in. Anybody jump in here. What was the? What are you most excited about? What really... What really struck you as the most profound thing in that letter? I think I know what Half Tilt's most excited about. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Alpha One sales, baby. I'll be joining you guys. <laughs> I, have been, I have been praying and waiting for this day for A1 keys to come out. Yes. Yeah, I'm very, very excited for that. And, the, you know, I, I think Stephen, right at the end of that letter, how he kind of signed it off about leaving your mark on the game and the process this early on really mm -hmm. speaks to what I was hoping to be able to do with this. Um, so uh, yeah, for that reason, I'm super excited that the alpha one packs are back and cannot wait. You want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Oh, you're going to make me read now. Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. I was just, you know, this like <laughs> spoke to you. I'm like in, in, in tell us in all of the ways in which this spoke to half tilt soul or essence, whatever you want to call it. It's just, I don't know. I, I love, I'm, I'm kind of motivated by the idea of being able to, you know, I'm not a designer. I'm not artistic. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I don't, I don't do coding or anything like that. So to be able to come in from this standpoint um, as a content creator and as someone to test the game and, and do that with a group is, really exciting for me to be able to leave that mark and influence in any aspect 
the direction that the game moves towards and to try and build it to be that thing that we all want it to be. You know, we all contribute to make it that in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm ex- I'd be, I'd be super excited to have you in there too, testing during that period, man. I want, I want more of my homies to run around with dude. Like, honestly, like more of my guild mates, my lady, like we're waiting. Hopefully she's able to get into, you know, which she's here. Awesome. The, she's like seven hours behind, but she's, you know, it's like in terms of time, it's like I'm seven hours ahead, but she's a day in the future. So it's like, it's all like, uh, dude, that's a whole different story. I'm probably going to rant on socials real soon about some stuff and things, but yes, Faisal. I sent messages from the past. This is true. <laughs> it's true. Much. Speaking to the future, <laughs> dude. They talked about developer diaries coming up, but yeah, you guys, I know, you know, kind of haven't hit up on everybody here, but main, main things that really stood out. I mean, and obviously alpha one cells are a big thing for everybody. What else? Sieges. I mean, that whole section on sieges, I had to reread like three times because I was so excited that they were really close to putting sieges in a one. So yeah, that was, that was probably the biggest takeaway for me. Absolutely. Oh, I'm seeing a whole lot of names in chat I haven't seen in for a show in a while. It's great to see you all here, man. We've got the Ashes fam in full force today. Outstanding. That show you last week was crazy. You know, we had almost 800 people at some point in time here, I found out after the fact. Did you know that, guys? We had that many people hanging out to watch the show with Steven here. Awesome. That was really exciting. <laughs> man, I remember that. My fingers were flying across that keyboard you were, the entire Sunday. You were doing, yeah, you were, you were responding like a champ, dude. <laughs> like, hammers up man speaking on the sieges i it's probably mm. one of the biggest things that i'm excited for in a1 i wasn't even expected to go into a1 once the keys were released to start doing sieges immediately but i, I mean you already know my position within the guild it's going to be like mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that i'm going to have mm-hmm. to spend a lot of my time on to try to figure out what i'm going to be doing what our big things in terms of pvp are yeah. going to run around yeah, dude, like Virtue, man, they're here almost, you know, we got a lot of Virtue members here about every show, got a lot of Virtue members that are are super excited, man, to like be in game and playing together. And the idea that, you know, some of the members in Virtue that kind of joined in a little later, you know, like a lot of people didn't even know about the game, you know, they find out to like last year, you know, and like the, the idea that more of our guild and Virtue are going to be able to to jump in together, not have to just be watching you know, someone is exciting, man. They can actually be there along for the ride. And, you know, there's like plenty of things that, you know, I mean, as someone who's played it, you know, on and off and during testing and stuff that I can confirm and talk about, you know, it's like, there's a lot that you want to share and showcase. I mean, you luckily you get to see some showcases of the stuff that people test whenever Steven or the team, like do some recordings and you get to see some community members running around and stuff. And, you know, the last one that, that I can really talk about is what it's during the the PI test, man. And during the PI test was one you got to see people running around and, you know, we got to talk about it and share in it. And I'm ready to not just have to talk about the stuff that we're allowed, but talk about the stuff that you saw on the streams or, you know, the stuff that's like out at now actually kind of commonplace for people to talk about and sharing stories with and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was pretty big, wasn't it? I mean... I actually was really happy to see something in particular, you guys. And that was that they Stephen really made a point to actually outline some of the specific elements of the back end 
testing that were problematic, right? Because I think I, you probably remember me talking about this before, right? Like uh, I said, I was glad that they were get, kind of giving a heads up and everything like that. But from my perspective, the thing that's really important is like really note what those things were and then note the progress, uh, you know, or the progress still to make on having resolved those issues. Um, I think that's important from my perspective. And um, I don't know that I would say we really got a really big explanation around that. I, I think I would have liked to have seen one, um, but I felt like there was a pretty good explanation on those specific things here in the creative director's letter. So I was really glad to see that specific piece. Um, obviously there's a studio update too. Um, they're going to be aiming to get into the, their studio where they said that furniture is being, um, you know, installed right now. Um, obviously their, their new studio is significantly larger than the old one. I was there. They were working out of a cramped space, man. Um, but as I kind of looked over the creative director's letter, they said June 15th. Now we've got the up upcoming test from what it's May. It's a one week period from what May the 14th, I believe through the 20th. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. And then one month long through the month of June, which means that they'll be moving back into the studio about middle of that one month test. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that has an impact on things. Also, if any impact, then the other thing is they're continuing uh, this year. They are going to really have to ramp up um, their development team. That was something that they noted. Um, they want to target headcount of full time on site of 150, meaning that they're going to need to grow by roughly 50 percent within this year. Right. So we're a quarter through the year now, which means we got about, you know, three quarters of the year left to for them to actually reach that marker. Um and then, yeah, obviously, we've got the play test coming up um, and um, the potential Alpha 1 cells uh, that are going to be in May, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, they also released art assets in the creative director's letter. Uh, actually, some of them are scenes to take a look at, which are actually cycling right now on our live stream, friends. Um, but, yeah, any other thoughts around that creative director's letter or just kind of, you know, any, any feedback around any of the things that you all read over there? I mean, the one thing I'm happy about is I got to see Steven's insight of what he's going to do to you in-game. <laughs> <laughs> Go on ahead, Basil. Let's hear what Murder Bunny has to say. What? Nothing. <laughs> Hey, I'm looking through my, my video folder real quick. No, that's enough of you. That's enough of you. You got dirt. You need to put it away, right? <laughs> Thunder, we need to make an NDA for you, dude. That's what I need to do. I need to make an NDA for you, a non-disclosure agreement. You, you so say it's NDA, but I mean, this dirt <laughs> is, has been live streamed publicly to hundreds of people. Look, you Blue guys, real incoming. I, I hold, hold up a damn, hold up a damn minute, okay? I got something to say here. Last week, Stephen, I wish he was here right now, and I wish I had had this on tap. We had a moment in the middle of the week when I went and I looked at that video that we're all talking about where I quote, like allegedly ninja looted, quote unquote, as you all like to say, I have something to say, okay? I didn't actually ninja loot. There's no point in that PI test where you see there being a notification on screen about don't loot the corpse of this boss, right? There's nothing, not a damn thing, right? The only thing you get, no, there's no, no phase there isn't. Okay, and and what would you do? What would you do if you killed some kind of monster and you automatic response, you loot that shit, right? Number one. Number two, I got to say this, okay? Okay, 
here's what I have to say about this, okay? I actually do feel a sense of pride and joy at this point in time after all of this uh, flack that I've gotten from all y'all mofuckas about this because, because, do you know what? They sounded pretty disappointed that there wasn't any loot to show off. I feel good about that now with all this shit. <laughs> I feel justified and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And I feel like if this ever gets to Steven, I'm probably going to have a freaking duck fly over and yoink my best loot drop in the game, the pinnacle of my my streaming you and gaming career. Single-handedly so... made them search <laughs> on the cloud just to see where the bug was and they couldn't find anything. That's awesome. That's so great. I have the video and I'm playing it right now for review. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. It seems that Stephen says that you did Ninja Loot, but I mean, you said that you didn't. It's just... Mm. Yes, I did. I'm saying I didn't. Mm -hmm. But like, but why would Stephen lie about it? It's so interesting. I don't think, think he lied. It. I think I think he's just you know. I think that's you know. I think he's working under an assumption maybe. And and you all are probably feeding him some BS. <laughs> I think he's siding with y'all. So I think it is. I think it's going for the mean value. I think they maybe is possibly he's just looking for an opportunity to to like you know you know one tap me on day one. I feel like I'm gonna have a GM hammer drop down. I'm just gonna like have no idea what the hell happened. I'm gonna be like, did you guys just die instantly? And be all gonna be like, no. I'm gonna be like, what? Then I'm like resurrect at a spawn point. Then I'm just gonna get insta killed again. I'm gonna see a hammer drop from the sky probably or a duck drop a dude. You know, you know what I mean? It'll, it'll be when you're sitting there activating the orb for the castle for the first time to take it. <laughs> You'll be 90% through the cast time for it. And a giant sandal is gonna come out of the sky and squash you on the spot. <laughs> Dude, the thing is, I've you, of you, 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 you guys have seen the way he plays, man. You know he'd he'd enjoy that shit too much, dude. <laughs> so maybe I should just I don't know what I should do. But anyway, can we move on? Can we move let's move forward to the just leave let's not live yeah. in the past. Let's, let's, we'll, we'll move on shortly, just as soon as this video <laughs> is done talking to enlisted. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, friends, look. We had a hell of a show last week. Really, really did. It was a lot of fun, man. And, uh, you know, speaking of which, we've got some topics on the on the agenda to talk about today. All, all laughter aside, um, definitely want to kind of, you know, welcome anybody who's, you know, uh, you know, Asha's dedicated, you know, is planning on curating content around it. Um, if you're interested, you know, hit me up or just look for the announcement this week. I'm definitely going to be putting together some curators for the HQ. It's, um, you know, things like, class builds guides on you know uh, systems different systems the goal is to have people that do a variety of different focuses so that people are kind of like have their little space to kind of work out of and it all just synergizes really well um and then obviously to showcase people there um yeah takeaways for the creative director's letter honestly it was it was really good it was really good um i think that the alpha alpha cells and just kind of the um talking about having castle sieges in the alpha one was just really, really good to hear because the, the main point was this will give people something to consistently be doing, right? Because when you, if you've ever tested before, honestly, and you um, have spent a lot of time doing testing, um, you'll notice like most of the time it's like, there's this, there's this pretty uh, consistent tendency that what happens is, is like people that will test it will jump in. You have the ones that are like diehard, and they will die hard test it and they'll be there every single day come hell or high water. And then you've got the ones that 
will basically jump on, find out what's new, what's been going on. They'll kind of play it and check it out. And then they'll kind of come back the next time there's a new play test. And then you got people in between. But I think it's really cool because if you've got uh, castle sieges that are in the alpha test environment, that that means that you've got, you know, a lot of people that could continually be trying to take the castle and accomplish this goal and to say like, Hey, we did it during the alpha. We streamed it. We showed it off, you know, our, our guild, our community of friends, our alliance or whatever, our pseudo faction that we're forming that we think is going to actually make it into the beginning of the game and still thrive. We did it. We got it. We rocked it, whatever. So you got people that you got people that have reasons to continue playing and striving to do things. Even if like, all of the running around and the questing and the farming and the dungeons and things are things that they've already done, um, which is great. And it gives them a lot of data, I think, too, to to give them a lot about the uh, different systems that are in place. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting time. Uh, I'm hoping that I'm hoping, honestly, that all of the optimism that we saw in that creative director's letter is reflected in, in what we get to see in the playtest uh, coming up. Yeah. It is not often that Stephen could get as optimistic as he's currently getting in this yeah, creative true. letter because he's been pretty aloof with the past ones, but this one, this one seems like good things are coming. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I also enjoy that he was very direct with his letter. Like mm. he basically said, "Yeah, we're we're doing. This is what we're planning. This is what we expect from you." Because we don't want to give you this false narrative of, oh, you guys are going to come in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Play the game. No, you're coming in to test. Yeah. So expect the unexpected. <laughs> things will and, happen. Right. Uh, oh. It also gave the update of the studio, what they're trying to do, and the rest, really. Um, and the art style, the art image is always is nice. <laughs> I may or may not have spent a lot of time overanalyzing a couple of those artworks. Yeah, which one's really... Dude. Oh my god, that one that looks like the Mines of Moria, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... The, the one inside the mountain, it almost looks like... I, I interpret it a little bit as the entrance to Dune, because you've got the mine this carts one? and everything there oh, on one side. On the far one. side, yeah. you've got the um, the bridge that's broken. You know, and I expect that it's probably going to be some old ruins, but you've got the dwarf, the denier carvings in the pillars and their style of braziers. Yeah. So I, I have a sneaking suspicion it might be the entrance to the old uh, denier capital, the city of Dune. Yeah. Um, the other one I really looked at was the one that looks like it's from a, a religious temple, possibly the goddess of creation, since it's got the phoenix in the stained glass. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like it's one of the humans. I'm not sure which one that is represented by the two statues reading books on the side. Although the chair makes you think it's either like a high profit chair or yeah. possibly um, like a, a, a capital or a castle chair. It seems like a, a royalty chair or something possibly too. So I, I had a tough one, but it almost looks like a sun, the overall picture around, like around the whole circle of the, of the stained glass. Um, so I very much get a goddess of creation temple vibe from it. I also like in one of the images, you get to see the sizes of, of the dwarves and the human. So you can actually perceive it in your mind, how big this building is going to be. And I kind of actually like the size because if you played APOC back in the day, um, what's it called? 
if you enter the house, you your know. head would hit. <laughs> yeah, true. So short. <laughs> Scales so, different here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. Half tilt on the entrances to the old capital cities of the different races and how that could become a bigger play with the main quest line. Like already making my theory brain going off about the lore that's gonna be happening when we finally come back into Vera, but mm. it is quite possible that there will be ruins just based on lore alone. I, I don't know about in-game stuff. Obviously stuff is still being finalized mm -hmm. just for the alpha alone. And so we'll have to see, but it is something that's pretty interesting to think about. Absolutely. Would be nice to unearth ruins there too. Like they're, it's not revealed at launch. You just kind of find it and then maybe find a secret entrance somewhere. I think that would be pretty awesome. Oh yeah, dude. Like speak, speak the, speak friend and enter. The treasure hunting aspect of this game just—it's it, got me get giddy mm. inside. Once my precious and chat Z, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll just start doing the antiquarian stuff in ESO just to build up. Hey man, yeah, I mean I, I enjoy that system. It's probably one of the better additions that they've made. Oh, but I got so much to talk about in that regard. But we're gonna save that for the LFM podcast on Thursday because there's a whole lot to chat about there, man. Mm. Jeez, dude. Stuff going on in gaming, man. There's a whole lot. If you want to hear about all that stuff, there's a bunch to talk about this Thursday, you guys. Oof. Um, yeah, let's talk about the mentoring system, you guys. This was on the agenda to talk about last week, but we had Steven on, so we kind of pushed it back to this week right now, right? And um, in, in talking about this particular bit, Deb discussion number 29 on mentoring, the question that they posted on the uh, forums is... What kinds of tools or rewards most encourage you to become involved in a mentorship program, either as a mentor or a mentee? So, yeah, in no particular order, gentlemen, just jump on in. I think this is a chance to play with friends, um, kind of regardless of where they are in the game, I think mm -hmm. is a real draw for me. I mean, I think it would be neat to have like some sort of progression system with it and where you could potentially get like mentor or mentee experience and get some cosmetics i wouldn't necessarily go any further than that um for like any like perks uh, but i would like to see mm. something like that to be able to um to gain some rewards i think that will motivate people to help others uh, if they weren't maybe so inclined uh, and i think it would be nice to be able to see um, and potentially have titles or something for people that have spent a good amount of time or some sort of achievement um, being a mentor uh, and something visible in game, like maybe even like a, I don't want to say custom, but, you know, maybe it is a custom, like a custom nameplate or something that they can, you know, show off to their friends and kind of really show that they've put the time in and helped others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've, we've had this conversation previously, too, where we've kind of talked about, like, you know, what what would be something that would really incentivize people to engage in a mentoring or a mentorship system in a game? Because it's something they've talked about for a long time. What are some of your other ideas, guys? I, I think you have to be really careful in terms of a reward system to not make it a requirement or feel mandatory to certain players mm -hmm. based on the rewards. Yeah, um, I, I, I was talking about this recently too with with community and 
something we kind of thought about was a currency, like a, a mentoring currency yeah. that would be used in a, an in-game type cosmetic shop where other currencies would be accepted as well so that people who didn't want to do mentoring could also achieve the same cosmetics. It would just be another avenue to the same goal, mm. but it doesn't change your... It's not like a power gain in any way, shape, or form. It's it's just an appearance thing. could be nameplates, could be armor cosmetics. It, it could be uh, something to change how a spell looks when it's cast, um, whatever it wants to be. As far as tools go or how you introduce a mentoring system... A lot of what I saw when I was reading through the forum post was uh, it, it seems to be an idea that you're you're just an- there to answer questions for players, for new players and help them through. And I feel like that's something that should more or less be achieved through an in-game, like an, an onboarding, a tutorial type system. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like I'm working a help desk. Yeah, it, It's really not an engaging part of gameplay to me. I want to be there to show and lead like something I thought about was through if I wanted to mentor somebody in crafting or in an artisan system that I could lend them a portion of my recipes or abilities for a short period of time so they could practice building stuff and keep those items for themselves. Of course, they have to supply the materials and stuff, but I could let them use a portion of my stuff for a period of time that they're a mentor until they achieve a certain proficiency. And I'm there with them. I have to be present with them to do that. And maybe they're on my freehold to do that. Um, I also like what I saw in chat about something guild centric in terms of a mentoring system. It's like an onboarding or a status uh, that you have when you join the guild and the Mm -hmm. guild is there to help you and bring you along, not just give you things, but Mm -hmm. to actually show you the game. And then you're introducing new players to a community. And that's the most important part of this game. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I feel like the incentive should not only just work for either mentoree or or mentor in terms of the whatever experience they gain within the mentoring process. I feel like it should also work in tandem with each other. And the way I think about it is I like how WoW does it with its two-person mounts where it allows your buddy who hasn't gone to mount yet, who is not as fast as you as you're helping them, mentoring them through the game, you guys can kind of travel together. You have this kind of buddy-buddy relationship as you're taking them uh, to many different places, helping him mentor. Instead of you just kind of going at their pace, you can do that, but I feel like there's pretty good incentive when you guys are with each other the whole time because you're already going to be used to being on your mount, being able to travel these great distances, and so it just helps both of you out if it is a two-person mount. I do agree with uh, Theater Elf. Yeah. Um, I don't think there should be rewards for mentoring as it just draws people that want the reward and then quits, which is is pretty good statement because like I know a couple of people who would literally just do that. They would get the reward, uh, the reward and... Uh, opt out yeah yeah that would be my concern too i think you've got i think you've also got to look at like how like the longevity of the system like what's going to incentivize people to be engaged in that long term because if it's Mm -hmm. if they're you know like like tl's talking about in chat too and you know the idea of a currency system do i mean we've i've like talked about that before too and like you'd be able to go and purchase things at like some vendor or from like maybe like the cash shop or something like that there's like a specific area where you can use like mentor tokens or something like this i think those are all really cool but it's like you know then what's like to keep people engaged in it beyond 
these items or these rewards that you could get with like a currency or maybe a title that you earn from accruing some sort of like period of time of, of mentoring somebody. I mean, you could look at it different ways, but um, to me, it's like not so much like whether or not you have rewards like that as much as what, how, how is the system going to still be meaningful and as something that people want to engage in? And I think community is definitely the answer to that. Um, you know, but how they decide to tie that into community and make it meaningful so that it's still meaningful a year post launch versus like maybe these certain markers or these achievements that people can complete. Cause I think about like the, the one specific thing it's different. Like, you know, you've got like final fantasy has final fantasy online, right. Has a, uh, has a mentor program, which is like, you know, you kind of answer questions. There's like chat channel for it. Um, and all of that. It's, it's cool. It's pretty cool. I like, I mean, I think it's a really interesting way to approach mentoring. Like they're just basically there to answer questions. I think something like that's great. Um, it's like, just a standard piece of the mentor system. Hmm. But then I look at like longevity for a mentor program. And I think about like stuff like world of Warcraft when cataclysm happened, and this is more related to guilds, but I could see how some system where um, you could purchase things uh, via a currency or something of that nature can be problematic because then you've got like, you had the guilds that we've talked about this recently, I think past month or so, but you had guilds that, would get to like level 25 and they had all these perks unlocked or like faster hearthing, or you had like a heart that you could use at fast travel, essentially additional right to your own hearthstone that you had or hearthstones that you had as they were bound to different, um, you know, ends and stuff across the world. But you had like these like summons, group summons. And I think there was like a group res or something like that too, that might've been on there. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. That could have been an ability. I don't know. Anyway, but you had these like a shop and when you got, you had a, essentially like a reputation, like you had similarly to NPC factions in the game and you would go to the guild vendor person and you could buy like tabards, um, nicer tabards at different ranks. You could get mounts and then you had things that were unlocked via achievements that your guild completed, um, guild achievements that were completed. I, I think of like mounts and things like that, pets too, um, that could be unlocked. And then you would have people only really joining in that for that incentive. And then they would join the guilds, get the incentives, and then they would leave guilds. They get in there, they do stuff to get their guild rank up or their reputation up. And then they would get the stuff they wanted. And then they dip, right? And they kind of jump around in different guilds and do that. And although a mentoring system wouldn't be the same thing, um, I think that dynamic of only doing it to get to. Um, yes, and then exactly. That was another good one too. Guild three, uh, rank three for heirlooms. That was another one. Um, there were a bunch of them though. And that would be my concern is like, are people only engaging in said system of any kind for like the things they can get? And then once they get that, they're not engaging. And then you ha kind of have like this dead system that no one's really engaging in. So I think the longevity component of there being meaningfulness is going to, in my opinion, definitely tie to how you really work to have the mentor system, whether you're a mentor or a mentee work to really bolster the greater community on a server or even the greater community for the MMORPG as a whole, I think. But Okay, but uh, I have a few questions, actually. Sure. How far of an extent do you guys want to take this mentoring system? Do you want like mm. a level, like a full max level 50, let's say, would drop mm. down to that person's level and they go together? 
or would it be him staying at level 80 and he would give tips and tricks to that person? Well, I think um, if you think about some mentor systems that really worked well, um, I would say at least what I experienced, I don't know if it's changed since I did experience it, but Guild Wars 2 had a really nice mentoring system where you could go in and it would de-level you, which I think is appropriate, right? You would you wouldn't necessarily be overpowered. It would still be like an experience where both the mentor and the mentee had to work together. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just something where somebody was getting carried through content and didn't really learn their class. Mm-hmm. So I would be a very big proponent of something like that, um, where it does, I don't want to say force, but it does encourage a player to really understand how to play their class and work in a group situation versus it being something where, you know, the content gets, how should I say, the, the content gets cheapened or the content gets becomes trivial. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's that's important. Um, and, and one of the points that was made in chat as well, Sadu, um, I think made a great point, is one of the areas that, you know, WoW really failed in some of their systems, they just didn't add enough content. There wasn't a lot of buildup. It was like one and done. And I think in order to retain players, you should have some sort of progression as part of it. Um, Whether that be like rewards you can get that you continually add so it keeps people incentivized to go. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, people definitely want to help their friends out. But you also want to encourage as much traffic in that system as possible. And anything we do in an MMO, right, really revolves around what content we want to do. So the more content, the better. That's, I guess, my my opinion on it. Mm, like content focus then. Mm-hmm. And my other question would arise then, where would you cross the line? Like, do you expect players to, in the mentoring system, to increase and get all the recipes from you or not? You mean so like being able to trade or no um like so since since recipes are supposedly found across the world and you would collect them and you would like hit level 50 and you've reached the very high achievements would you be able to tr- like basically take all of those resources and give it to another character from recipes standpoints of blacksmithing leather working cooking to etc I think Where that's going to depend on how recipes are dropped and learned. If it's an item, like it is in WoW, when it drops, it drops as an item. You can do whatever you want with that item, assuming it's not uh, bind on pickup. You can trade mm-hmm. it or sell it to someone else. So if you, if it's in that state, then sure, you could probably give someone as long as they're high enough proficiency to learn it and, and utilize it. Uh, but if you're talking more along the lines of what I gave as an example earlier where um, the mentee could utilize some of the recipes that I've acquired, that would only be for maybe they can have a limit. They can only make one of these. It's not a for profit type thing. It's a, to practice learning things and it's not so far out of their range of expertise, right? Like if I've got a legendary recipe and a level 10 is coming in just to learn blacksmithing, he's not going to be able to create that legendary sword. If, if even if he's acquired the material somehow, I, he's not going to be able to train that for me because he's not a master there yet. He's not that proficiency. He's going to be able to train something really strong 
for his level or maybe a couple levels ahead, like level 12 or something. It was more so what I was thinking. Once he gets there, it's of no use for him. Can't use it again. Might be a one-time thing only. So it's not a for-profit, but it's there to help them. But it's there for help them to learn and acquire the items and it gives them experience in their profession, maybe a little bit of a boosted experience because it's a higher level recipe. So the, I can I, that, yeah. so the way I feel about how the mentoring system should work is that it is essentially a player to player tutorial. It's any of the nooks and crannies that not a game tutorial can help out with teaching a certain player on how to play the game because there's mm-hmm. only so much you can tell a person through the text in the game on how to play the game the mentors are there to help you with the player on player actions the player on player economy how you're supposed to do different crafting stuff it's just a whole bunch of little tiny nuances ways that they've built up the way that they do things it's there to help other players get integrated into the world in a more fluid and personal way rather than just going through tutorial island i mean the way i would look at the mentor program and we've been focusing maybe a lot more on the mentor than the mentee but i think what's really important um an important aspect we haven't really touched on as much has been the social aspect and the community building aspect um because it is important for a new player um I think to get orientated to a game like I know there's been MMOs that I have um, not played from the get go and I get very discouraged kind of starting out and trying to learn a lot of information. Then I end up going back to MMOs that I've played before that I enjoy. So it, it is also helpful for me as like a new player if I know somebody that's in the game that could help, you know, mentor me. And again, it's not about boosting or getting stuff it's about like you know what you're saying he's you know learning the ins and outs i think that's a really important benefit for a mentee and it should be focused on the techniques and the learning and not as much on the boosting part of it it comes down to teaching exactly the game systems and the game mechanics you know if we want to get into hey i'm going to teach you to be a better dungeon tank Let's hop on Discord and we'll get over it. That's an outside of mentoring. That's an outside of game approach to teaching someone how to do something. I don't think that's going to be something that's achievable in game unless it's like, hey, take my care, take control of my character. It's going to get leveled down to this and you can basically click the buttons and play how I played when I went through this and tanked mm-hmm. it. It's, I, you know, that, that, that get, that's a little over the top. I love the idea of being downgraded in stats and levels because then you get to play the content mm-hmm. with the person. Crafting materials and things like that that drop are going to be relevant throughout the crafting experience. It, it just might be a few iterations of processing that takes to get it up to a high enough level for where you're at now. But it can still be beneficial to you to go back and run those old dungeons, but you're dumbed down in level, so you're not boosting them through it. It's still a challenge for you, even if you've got a few extra perks and augments on your gear and skills. Mm-hmm. That's that's actually very interesting because I remember in Guild Wars 2, even though there's the mentoring system, you would, um, what's it called? I wouldn't really use it because like, if I, if I were to play dungeons with my friends, I would just go into their group. He would be like level 80. He would clear the dungeon for me and I would gain the XP. So the mentoring system kind of 
like I don't see the like the huge point of it in Guild Wars 2 as much as it should, or at least how they try to do it. I don't know. I'm not sure though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point, and I, I think the way to control that is there's got to be. I think it was Dark Age of Camelot that makes me think of this now. But there was a certain level gap that you couldn't necessarily bridge just in general. Like you couldn't have like a max level character, you know, I wouldn't say mentoring because that'll confuse everybody. But, you know, playing with a level 10 character and that level 10 character getting any experience that, in my opinion, which, you know, trivialize the content. I think it's important that without the mentoring program, you have some type of minimum level gap you have to uh, or sorry maximum level gap you have to have so that that way you're not getting people getting blasted through content getting a bunch of experience leveling quickly um i expect that's going to be maybe one of the controls the the team might use uh but uh, as far as like a mentoring program that's where i feel like it's really important again to de-level a character versus pulling somebody's level up because in that way you're you're getting the true leveling experience and you're giving the mentee an opportunity to learn the game and learn their class as they gain new ability. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see how they take that approach because that's that, that that's something that's going to be probably even more abundant outside of any type of mentoring system is just high level players grouping with low level players what's the experience pull for each of those characters just because i'm max level does that mean i don't pull experience anymore out of the pool right 100 of what the monster takes between a group of eight i should if i'm level 50 and everyone else is level 10 i should be pulling probably over 95 percent of that monster's experience just ball, bullshitting numbers there but that's where I feel it should be so that those low level players are getting proportionate experience to their level as though we had just killed an appropriate level monster for them. Mm. That being said, there's not exactly going to be level zones. I saw this mentioned in chat. There's not level zones in ashes. Everything kind of scales with node progression. So it's, that's got its own risk. I mean, if that low level player can get to this level 50 dungeon and through all the crap that leads up to it and survive, well, Maybe they should be rewarded for that. <laughs> you just there's a fine line in that case between you know rewarding and exploiting or exploitive behavior. Mm -hmm. That's what I would probably yeah. be a little concerned. So, speaking of exploitive behavior, right? So there was a few things that came in my mind uh, as we were talking. You all were going through the discussion. Some of them were you know kind of triggered by chat. Some of them were just triggered by your conversation here. But a few points that I I have here, I'm just going to kind of throw them out there and just see where, where the discussion goes is how do you avoid boosting, becoming part of the culture of a mentor system? Cause mm -hmm. I could, that could easily kind of become one and the same under certain circumstances, right? Cause we know boosting is going to happen. I mean, people are going to do that just as much as people are going to be like, Oh, you spend, you know, pay us this much in real life money and we'll go run you through the raid so you can get the gear and all this is yours. You see that in games all the time, right? Um, so stuff like that's going to happen. It's just the nature of an MMORPG and the player behavior and people want to make a buck. Um, but the other thought was, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, community, uh, the social element, community building, uh, and what Dalos was talking about, focusing on the mentee. We were talking a lot about like the rewards for a mentor, what's going to really incentivize them to engage in it. But I think 
I mean, obviously for a mentee, that side is what the, the learning element, right? I think it's like being able to gain something. So one thing I thought of was achievements are going to be in the game, right? Um, you know, what do you all think about achievements that are only completable by completing certain objectives, which are going to teach specific things, right? And then there's like a reward tied to the achievement. I mean, that's, you know, one thing. And of course people could, maybe people this, you know, one of the incentives could be, well, maybe I really want this uh, achievement title item, whatever on my character, but the, the specific piece of that achievement is, and hell, maybe it's even something you can achieve more than once uh, for multiple different things, but having an achievement that maybe ties into specific learning element that you can only complete if it's very, very obvious that the mentee is definitely learning something and the mentor is definitely teaching something. Um, and what I can think of is tying this into, well, one of the most profound elements of this game, right? Is Which is, we're not going to have DPS meters. We're not going to have these types of things. Instead, we're going to have a focus around what? Group dynamics, situational awareness, things like that. And I think that is a, a really great example and cutout of how you can actually teach the mentee and the mentor uh, both of them are rewarded uh, and and having an almost even stake and focus on that reward um, being that the person had to teach them something and they had definitely had to learn something. Um, and I think a good example of that is things like situational awareness in a boss fights and things like that or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just a, just a, a wild example off the top of my head. But what do you guys think about something like that? I like the idea. I feel like a big thing that we can do with all these incentives that are being talked about is that there could be a rating system for the mentors themselves that the mentees can rate on. Because, you know, a lot of people will be just right. doing the mentor system just because they want achievements or whatever benefits that they get that are implemented within the game. And people will know which mentors are actually there because they want to help people and which ones that are there mm. just so that they can get you through the Stuff content as fast as possible. Got it. I like mm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Great the, idea. yeah, maybe, you know, man, they, they've already got to focus on being able to rise to the top of your order, being able to rise to the top of the rankings for things like caravan seasons or things of that nature. I mean, this idea of having a focus around that has been a big part of it. Man, I kind of wonder, that would actually be kind of cool, wouldn't it, to have a, a rating system to where, you know, beyond achievements and the stuff and things that you get. Uh, the mentees can then work to like essentially like commend the mentor and then maybe like this person's you know outlined in some way it's like hey this is like the shining star sort of on the server this you know for this period and man i don't know man that that's a pretty awesome incentive to me even if you don't get anything you just get this like acknowledgement that like this person is clearly striving to help people in their on their server in their community or whatever that would be pretty amazing I, I like the idea of mentees being able to provide feedback mm -hmm. even if it's just like hey, you get a gold star because you really helped me on this interaction <laughs> um but but some type of feedback where they are able to rate yeah. uh their met their interaction with a mentor as long or short as it might be was this positive did i enjoy my time did i make a you know were, were they helpful um, whatever criteria you want to put there, you don't want it to be something super um, time cons consuming uh, that discourages them from filling it out. 
it's not going to be like a survey of how was your interaction with half tilt during the mentor program. Um, but it's just like, Hey, just click on their name, click, give this after you've done something and, and that's it. That, that that's the interaction there you're done. And maybe there's achievements or titles or something like that. That's unlocked based on mm. earning enough of those positive interactions right. with mentees and you cannot leave this feedback for someone as a mentee, or maybe you just can't even join the mentorship program. If you have a character over say level 40 or if you have a level 50 on your account so that it's not just somebody creating alts and feeding you stuff. You know, or maybe cause there was a good point in, in chat from uh, let's see, I think it was from Z actually, you could make an alt, get someone you don't like to mentor, you'd be super nice to them, then rate them as zero. So maybe you can't even rate them or, and I think beyond a, this idea of a gold star or a thumbs up is a good idea too. like really thinking it like the investment element. Cause that's really what in my mind is like, that's where community thrives. It's like that investment. So maybe you can't even do that until you've actually even maybe completed some sort of a mentor system. So maybe it could go somewhere beyond like, or, or you have to complete a certain number of things. So then the person that is, you know, maybe wanting to, you know, engage in the kind of behaviors he's talking about, they're having to invest a significant amount of their time too, before that's even a possibility. Then maybe the focal points more on like, you know, the investment and you can't even do that until the investment's there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Siendo actually puts a, a nice idea, I guess. Uh, make mentoring only work on someone's highest level character instead of uh, all their alts. Mm -hmm. Which uh, I, I can see that happening. It would kind of eliminate people using alts or second accounts in a sense mm. to to try to boost or try to abuse the system in a sense in that type of way. And I mean, people are going to try to find abusive ways to get the mentoring system on their side but with enough time and enough people actually using it to, for its purpose i feel like mm -hmm. a lot of it could be weeded out because it's not only going to be how you show up on the mentoring system when people are looking for mentors it's also going to be your social status within the entire server itself and so if people are asking around like hey this guy's rated really well but he's kind of being horrible to me he's not being a really nice person then they can get weeded out a lot better. It's just, it's a lot about the social aspects and mm. it it's a hard system to try to make it cooperate in terms of game coding just because social is so random and mm. chaotic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the meaningfulness, right? Because I even see like TLF is like really stressing the point of like, don't make it about the stuff and things because if that's a part of it, then maybe that's not going to bode well. You know, maybe you really do need it to be more about like the just overall helpfulness of it. But see, then, you know, there are people that may not engage in it. And I hate, I may hate to say it. And this is, look, I would, I, I'll engage in mentoring anyway, regardless of it being a system in the game, right? That's just the way I'm built. It's just, you guys hear me talk about it all the time, like corrupt players running around, killing brand new players. They're screaming in chat, like, hey, can somebody help me? What would I do? Come drop life's justice on their face in game, right? That's my thing. I like it. It's fun. It's a good time. Um, and you'll see communities and servers bolster around individuals who actually want to do this, to engage in like helping to look out for the the new players and things. So mentoring's, I think, inherently going to be there. Um, but if you're going to have it as an actual system in the game, I think that's 
you know, there's definitely this tricky balance to, you don't want it to be just about rewards, but you want it to really incentivize people to engage in it. If it's going to be in system anyway, um, otherwise you don't even do that. And you can just have a focus on really encouraging people to do this as a community because communities will do it. People will thrive on being the people that help look out for others and teach them the game and, and all of that. Like, you know, I I've been guilty of running around and, you know, you get into a dungeon in a game we've all, well, most of us who have played MMORPGs for any period of time, we will play an MMORPG. We get to the point where we're kind of used to running through, right? But we all can maybe reflect on uh, maybe at some point being the person who didn't know the game, who was running through doing a quest and was just trying to like really absorb what was actually happening there. And then people are just running through and blowing it up. And it's like, I've been on both sides of that, man. I've been on the side where I'm brand new and people are running through it. And I don't really, I'm not really absorbing what's going on. And then I've been on the other side, which is where I just want to jump in and get it done real quick. And I run through it and blow it all up. And so, you know, I think that that element of you, you want people to be invested for the right reasons and to be engaging in community for the right reasons, because, you know, you'll have people that will definitely be like, hey, I'm going to jump in and do this mentor system and I'm just doing it to really blow through it real quick to get this done. So where's that balance of like, if you're going to have it in the game as a system, how is it meaningful enough outside of just because you want to do it, in which case, then the question is, is having that system in game even really necessary? Or do you just focus on encouraging that? So yeah, I think that's the, the tricky balance in my mind is if you're gonna have a system making it meaningful without it being so much about that thing that's a cautionary tale that we talk about. Yeah, right. Because you could you could go two separate ways with the mentoring system, you could just leave it out entirely, except for just like a single button opt in, there's an M in brackets that's put in front of your name to let people know you're a mentor and then that's it, nothing. Or it can be a system that rewards you with like some small cosmetic stuff, definitely horizontal progression in terms of like the stuff that you get from it, the cosmetics, nothing, no XP boost. I hated how people would abuse that system. None of mm -hmm. like in-game items that put you above someone either as a collector or anything else like that. Just, just cosmetics. I feel is perfectly fine. There's two separate ways that you could do it, really. I very much agree with that. It's and, and uh, I would also want those cosmetics to be achievable through other means, so that people who don't want to do mentoring aren't sub going in there to do it for the wrong reasons. They have other avenues to get the same. Like if there's going to be in-game cosmetics that are purchase purchasable or earnable through currencies or achievements then maybe there's an alternate path to that. That being said, we've talked a lot about mentoring from a, a combat standpoint and quite frequently, or quite, quite frankly, I think mentoring combat is probably going to be just the least important aspect of it. I think mentoring in a lot of the other game systems, like with how the node system works, how artisan system works, how siege system works, how the mayor system works, how the economy is going to work in different types of nodes and what the node powers are going to be. What are the religious um, aspects of it? Social organization, guild halls, all these other systems are going to be extremely overwhelming to a new player. And there's going to be elements that maybe you can assist somebody in showing them the, the, the ropes, so to speak, outside of combat. 
Um, combat is something you're either going to be there to carry them through it as a higher level, you're going to be there to carry them through it as a more experienced, well-versed player with those extra augments and things, even if your level's dumbed down, because your gear is going to be just that much better, and so are your abilities. Um, I, I don't think combat is really the way we want to go with this. And I know that this is a late curveball, but also, if you want the best mentoring out there that you can get, you're going to open up your internet browser. You're going to go to www.asheshq.com. You're going to hit favorite on there. You're going to click on all the creators that are going to be listed on there and subscribe to their YouTube channels. And you're going to watch their damn videos that tell you how to play the game. That's fucking awesome, dude. That was beautiful. And it's also like 100% true because that's definitely a hard focus there. But beautiful. Well done, dude. That was completely unplanned. Holy shit. Yeah, he's taking my job. <laughs> East, man. I don't know what to say, dude. I tell you, you want a job? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> We're always never mind. I've got a good team. I'm happy, but you guys. <laughs> oh man, that was beautiful. And um a hundred percent supported. Appreciate it, dude. Um definitely we're gonna be winding down soon, but uh yeah, man, it's the mentoring system is something that I know we've definitely come back to multiple times now. And I think for good reason too, because it is a, it is a tricky balance, isn't it? You really want to make it meaningful and you want to, you want it to be something people are, I, I don't know. I mean, if it's going to be there, I'd want to be excited to be a part of it and to be engaged in it. Just like any other thing that really strikes my interest in a game, um, no matter what it is. I mean, you know, I mean, it's why we talk about RP elements, right. Of like things like emotes and things like that. Cause that's, there's a there's a crowd that will will definitely gravitate to that element, um, just like there's a, a you know an element of helpfulness and mentoring. There's a crowd that focus on that. And there's a crowd that focus on raiding. There's a crowd that focus on PvP, trade, um, crafting, all the things. Right, naval content. I mean, there's different elements that are going to really resonate for different players. Some will overlap into different areas, um, and you know this kind of brings me to. I guess sort of where we're going with a final uh, point here. And there were some community feedback points. I'm just going to say for next week, because we've, we've had a hell of a show already kind of happens when you got five people, you got a full, a full podcast going. You, you definitely, uh, yeah, you, you cover a lot with, with little to discuss, like with little topics. Right. So, um, but this kind of make, takes me back a bit, right. About this idea of really, our pledge, if you will, like our pledge as players, as testers, we're kind of coming full circle now back to that point of, and this is kind of where I want to leave this uh, a two-parter, if you will. If you, what, what should our pledge be like, and there's no right or wrong answer here. This is a completely opinion based here, but in, in our minds, this is for you in chat for, for those here on the podcast, if you're watching, listening to it, I encourage you to just share your thoughts on this. What do you feel like if if someone as a tester should be like their pledge to the to helping test, like what should that duty be? What should the pledge be of a person who is going to be invested in the early stages of a game and testing it? Um, knowing, like Steven said in the creative director's letter, right? Um, this is not a this is not a fully polished game. Um, the goal is for you to be doing this so that you are focusing on maybe specific things of testing, right? Understanding this is not a fully developed game. Things will break. Things will have problems. Um, uh, don't expect that they won't. In fact, expect that they will. And please, please, please. Most importantly, if you're going to be doing this, they their their request is feedback provide feedback as much as you can because that is what they are looking for as developers to ensure that the game can be the best game it could be and so then that takes me back to my thought on pledge 
which is that piece. Help them focus on what they're wanting to focus on. Help them test what they're wanting to test, regardless of whether you stream it or not, play it for a weekend or not, for a week, whatever, a month. Um, and then the second part of that, so first part is, what should that pledge be if you're a tester? Second part, if we want the game to endure and stand a test of time, what can we do to make it a reality? So there you go, gentlemen. Loaded question for our last one of the day. <laughs> I've probably got three things that I would really touch on. And, you know, first and foremost, I think it's right in line with what you're saying is, is provide feedback, but provide constructive feedback. Because at the end of the day, feedback does not equal this sucks or this is awesome, right? It, it needs some details. I think the other thing that we have to keep in mind too is patience. Um, this is a process. Things are going to iterate things are going to change and we just have to be patient and know that there's a process that doesn't mean you don't provide timely feedback mm -hmm. um but but definitely be patient and i think the third thing and, and maybe this is a little out of order because it relates to the first thing is document 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 whatever information mm -hmm. you can yeah. provide to the uh, development team with specifics helps them deal with bugs um so mm -hmm don't minimize that aspect of the testing process. Absolutely. One oath every tester should take is break the game, break it, break it till they suffer. <laughs> Pretty much. This is, see what I mean? Can someone clip that? This is the kind of murder bunny behavior I talk about, not social bunny, just saying, just for reference. What do you mean? <laughs> That comes from I'll a place of love. Yes, that comes from a place of love, Basil. I accept you, but I'm also acknowledging <laughs> you fully, you. <laughs> hey, likewise. It's fair, I man. Um, hold on. <laughs> oh, my God, please work. Oh. oh, my God, please work. Okay, we're good. Yes, continue. <laughs> I think hey, hey, hey. you might be acting with the all, with the whole light thing, but you have a dark light that's red behind you. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? All I see is light. Whether it's shining off of my head or uh, against the wall back there, I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, what? Yeah, continue, guys. Yeah. I don't know. There seems to be some kind of like void right below your your head. It's I don't have a, I don't have a remote for that light. <laughs> I don't kind of shit on luck here. Look, this is my alts. My alts. My alts are the ones that do bad things in games, not me. And by bad, I just mean you know maybe PK from time to time. That's all. A little bit. But I think one of the biggest things as an A one tester is that you have to be the spokesperson, for better or worse. You have experienced the game. You have the credentials to be able to provide your opinion to other people who weren't able to get into the game, weren't able to test the things that they've tested. And the best way to get more people interested in the game, to get the word out there, to get people that are interested in testing in future developments is to let them know your experience. And when you let them know your experience and you tell them what you saw, what you played through, this is coming from an editor. This is coming from someone who watches your stuff for hours, yeah, editing it, getting stuff done. It gets me excited to want to play. And True. I feel like that's the thing that you should be doing for other people too, is you need to go to these yeah. people either making public statements, making documents that go on Reddit or the Discord, making videos, streaming it, 
when you tell more people about the game for better or worse you always want to be truthful for better or worse when you tell people about this game they get excited they want to know what's going on and maybe they will help test and we get our numbers up more people are excited more homies to play with absolutely love that and that's yeah, totally true so. that's totally true he's 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 totally not bsing you either because he's he in editing my content he's like totally started playing a particular game recently that I've been playing and creating content around. It's like, holy shit, this is kind of, this looks like fun. Yeah. I didn't want to get back into ESO. I used he to didn't. play on Xbox. I used to play console ESO. And then I edited yeah. a couple of his build videos. Some of his high octane. So I'm like, dang, man. That's I, fun, dude. Play. You can have fun. We don't have to I, I, only love one game, do we? No. Mm-mm. And we got more people joining us. You. We got more people like Prismian chat. There's a whole bunch of people, Brown Rice, all the people. There's a bunch of people in chat right now that have been slowly trickling in. And we just we just hang out and have fun, man. We're just kicking it till Vera, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, continue, please. I, I agree with everything that you guys have said in terms of uh, our pledge and what we need to be focusing on as alpha testers. Being an advocate for the current state of the game mm-hmm. is so incredibly important to provide, mm-hmm. especially as also as content creators, not just as Alpha One testers, yeah. but being a, a public facing entity um, showcasing this game, we have to be very vocal about its current state and what we're working towards. That being said, Daedalus nailed it. We have to be documenting things yeah. and noting things down. And that doesn't just mean. Uh, bugs and things that's not the Mm -hmm. sole goal here is to find a bug in the code if you do find a bug do your best to replicate it so that you can write down the steps and get or give a video clip of what is happening that generated the bug break the game as Faisal said that that's part of the goal it's also about talking about the systems and things in place right now now's the time if fundamental systems need to be fine-tuned or tweaked in any way start having those conversations don't be afraid of voicing your opinion. It needs to be a constructive, not, Hey, this sucks. Yeah. Be like, you know what? This system could probably be improved. I'm not really liking how this interacts with this. Right. Change it to do this. Right. I think that's a huge thing with this potential of siege coming in. He said, it's the APOC client of siege or version of siege that we come in, not how we're going to see it in the game. That doesn't mean don't share your thoughts about mm-hmm. how the siege system works. Mm-hmm. That's going to help them to shape it. The system that they're currently working on. So just being vocal and talking about everything, writing it all down in a concise format, paramount, paramount. That is your job. That is what you're here for. Whether you earned it, whether you bought your ticket in, that's what you're doing. That's what you're signing up for. And the end result is you are going to help to create the legacy of the greatest MMO that we're ever all going to play. So leave your mark, leave your footprint as small as bigger. It may be, I don't care if you're a dwarf or a giant ass orc, get in there, make your mark, leave your name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like one of the best things you can do, man. I, I think that was really good too. I was reading it in chat. I can't remember who said it now, but someone said, Oh, it's in there somewhere. I'm, I, probably, I don't want to lose my, my train of thought, but basically, you know, you can help people to be better testers. So, yeah, there's like some people are just going to jump in and they're going to test it. But man, I'm telling you, if you really, really do care about the game being the best it can, it really does count to to do that. It is something you genuinely can do. And, you know, be a, I actually was talking. I don't remember what day it was. I was actually talking about this on a stream this week, I think. 
was like, you, I'm going to be that guy that's going to be running around and I'm just going to like have a document open. And the whole time I'm sitting here streaming and playing, I'm just going to like type in like one, maybe one word here and there, something about this and that. When I get done with the stream, I'm going to go back in there and I'm going to be like, so people said stuff about this, or I was in this place doing this thing and this happened, or here's the kind of bug I had. And it could be about the environment. It could be about any of the layers and just go take that summary, go throw it over there on however they want to submitting the bug reports or however they want to submitting feedback and just give it, give them the feedback, you know, and they, they listen to it and it genuinely can make a difference. Like in my experience, one of the worst things you can do is to experience problems and complain about it, but not actually tell them, you, you know, complain about it to your peers, complain about it to other gamers, that word of mouth element that can actually you know, kind of do harm. Right. And then the other side of that, which is, okay, so this is kind of going on. I, I can at least take a, a minute to just go share something, talk about it. Um, and to actually, you know, communicate that this is something that's a problem. Um, make your voice heard. I, I definitely think that's the, uh, the number one, number one from, from my perspective. And, um, yeah, hell, I want the game to be, I want the game to be amazing, dude. I do. And that's the, tried and true way isn't it communicate share don't be quiet talk about it and you know we got a whole community of people here who do this every week and this is the kind of example man you share your stories you talk about it you share it and you you put it somewhere and we do it on the show all the time um <laughs> random comments i want pizza and chat little tilts on a uh, stream uh on the stream there well half tilt's got little tilt hanging out but, um, i want pizza too I uh, I can't talk about pizza right now, but friends, <laughs> we got a lot of stuff and things to talk about. Any final thoughts before we wind this one down, gentlemen? Any final thoughts? That was not. Um, <clears throat> I shouldn't have done that. People don't know where that's going to come from now. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, I think I'm excited about the uh, possibility of sieges in uh, alpha and looking forward to the testing. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited about it, man. Sorry, I got a little distracted there, guys. Kid was saying dude. goodbye. But good. I was going to say, like, you, you were very on the point where, you know, if you're not writing it down, if you're not saying something to the devs, you can't complain about it later on. You know, if you don't vote, you can't complain about your president. Okay, sorry. At least if you cast your vote and your guy didn't win or your lady didn't win, fine. Complain all you want. But yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I, it sounds a little hardcore. I'm like, dude, if you, if you said it, you didn't share it and you're going to just complain about it. I'm kind of like, dude, you're going to complain about it, but you didn't even tell them about it. Like you could have, you could have taken a few minutes to do it. You spent hours and hours playing the game, but you couldn't take a few minutes to go submit that feedback. But now you're going to complain about it. It just doesn't make sense in the investment, but I digress. Also pro tip. If you are recording, like a lot of us creators will be. So we just have footage to parse through and make content around. When you're writing things down, if especially I like the idea of just writing a, a word or a quick little sentence about what you experience, put a timestamp on what, what where in your recording you are so you can come back to it later if you need to reference it quick and easy. I've been guilty of having to sit there and sift through an hour or two hour long stream while I'm editing to try and find something that I needed to cut out or <laughs> or that I wanted to highlight and mm -hmm. put a timestamp down when you're writing your notes and it's going to save you a ton of time down the road. Dude, if you've got, if you're lucky enough to have enough people that hang out and watch you pretty consistently, like I am, like I'm, I'm, I'm lucky, man. I got a bunch of great people like that hang out with me. 
And I usually can be like, hey, man, you guys, can someone please, please, please just take a clip of that real quick? It saves me a lot of time. Their homies are looking out for me. They'll take the clip. And then I can take that clip. If you're on Twitch, right, They take that clip. Or if you're lucky enough to have an editor and I'm like, hey, man, can you like maybe get me a little clip of that? Because Iska's done that for me before. And we take these clips and stuff. And it's like now you've got like the actual thing that happened that you can share. So you, you don't even have to talk. You know, you can be like, hey, this kind of happened. Thought you might want to know about it. And most of it just speaks for itself. You outline what the problem is. You give them this. And it's like, boom, best of both worlds, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to wind this one down, ladies and gentlemen. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Um, we're going to kind of go round robin here, let everybody kind of shout out their domains, where you can find them when they're not hanging out here doing their thing on the show. Daedalus. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald. And Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. Half tilt. I am on Twitter at half underscore tilt and on Twitch and YouTube as half tilt gamer. And Iskaluth. Sorry. You can find me down here on everything. This name right here is used for absolutely everything except for Twitter, which has gaming on the end. I may or may not have lost my Twitter at some point and I can't log into it. <laughs> I explained so much, actually. Um, yeah. And friends, I want to encourage you, if you enjoy this show and you enjoy the community and the conversations and the people, please consider going to iTunes, giving us a five-star review, leaving a comment, tell us how we're doing, what you'd like to see more of, thoughts and things, whatever you got to share. You can do the same and leave a voicemail for us at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. You can join our this greater community Discord on discord.gg forward slash simorg, S-I-M-U-R-G-H. You can catch up with things over on Ashes HQ. It's going to be popping real soon. If you're interested in joining that crew, slide into my DMs here on Discord, most uh, preferably because that's where I really communicate the most with everybody. And if you want to support this show, go to Twitter and follow us, retweet us and all that on at Ashes Pathfinder. And we have the Ashes Pathfinder Chronicles Chapter 1 coming out real soon. Look for some more APOC logs in the near future. Um, really appreciate all the feedback. Give us as much as you can, friends. And it might be the end of today's show. But remember, even if you're here on it, you're watching it, you're listening to it, you're a Pathfinder as well. We're glad to have you here. Much love to all of you guys who support us every week. Much love to all the Ashes fam at Trepa Studios, man. Until next time, we're going to see you real soon next Sunday right here, 5 p.m. CDT. Meantime, you all have a great week. Stay safe. Walk in the light. We will see you next time, friends. And everyone. Have a great night, everyone.